Welcome to MishnahStudy.com. This is Jesse Selm, together we're studying Masechet Berachot. We're up to the seventh perek, the first Mishnah. Um, this perek, the seventh perek, will speak about Zimun. The flow of the perek will start with the first Mishnah of who's obligated in Zimun. Then we'll move on to the next Mishnah, Mishnah Bet, of who can't one make Zimun with. Right? So people that are excluded. Um, Mishnah Gimal is how to make Zimun. Right? So it's interesting, we don't open with how to make simun, it's almost, you know, moving towards it from the, the prat ila klal, sometimes we do that within the Mishnah. Mishnah Daled will speak about when can a group split away from their own simun, and the final last Mishnah, the Pirik, will speak about when two groups join together. So this first Mishnah is who is obligated in simun. Let's read the Mishnah, and then we'll give a little bit of an introduction as Harambam does. So, Right, so... This Mishnah needs an introduction. Um, these are Haram Bam's words, as he opens up with. And as he says, I will explain quickly, and then go on to explain the Mishnah. So let's do that as well. So, as a background, the order of Matanot Hashem, right, the gifts that you give from your grain. So, after Ketzira, Disha, and Miruach. So, after the harvesting, the threshing, and the cleaning of the grain... A person needs to tithe his produce. Right? He needs to give certain amounts to the Kohen Levi. And we'll see he also has to take some up himself and eat it in Jerusalem. So what is this? He First, he takes 2% off. And it's important that it needs to be in this order. 2% off and he gives it to a Kohen. Right? This is the Tirumagidola. The Tirumagidola goes to the Kohen. Then after that, from what's left, he takes 10% of that. And he gives it to a Levi. That's Ma'aserishon. And then after that, he takes another 10% and he takes it himself to Yerushalayim. He eats it himself in Jerusalem. That is Ma'aser Sheni. Now, if he cannot take those fruits to Jerusalem, he has the option of redeeming his fruits and taking the value to Jerusalem and buying fruits over there. If he himself, the owner, is redeeming the fruits, then he needs to pay the value of the fruits plus an additional fifth. Right? An additional 20% ends up being a 20% from the total. So he needs to pay an extra. So if his fruits were valued at $100, he needs to pay you know, $125, take that up to Jerusalem, and eat a value of $125 in Jerusalem. Um, if someone else is redeeming the fruits, right? he's not taking it up, someone else is redeeming the fruits, then they only need to pay the value of the fruits. So they would only have to pay the $100. How do we know that if the person is redeeming his own fruits, he needs to add the fifth? So the Pasuk says, From his own ma'asir, hamishito yosef alav, he needs to add an extra fifth. Then, afterwards, after the owner of the crops takes off these three matenot, these three gifts, again, the trumagdullah, the ma'asir, the the ma'asir, sheni, Afterwards, the Levi takes from what he received, right? He received Ma'aser Yishon. He received the 10%. He needs to take off 10% of that 
and give it to the Kohen. That's called Ma'asir Min Ma'asir, right? A, a tenth from the tenth. Or Hachamim also call it Trumat Ma'asir, right? The Truma of the Ma'asir. Those, that's the order of the matanot that need to be given. Um, Harambam also reviews a few terms. So let's just review those terms before we go into the Mishnah. Tevel. What's tevel? Tevel is a compound word of tavla. Right? It's good? No. No good. What's no good? Meaning no matanot were given from it. So you have produce that nothing was given from it. You didn't give to mama. I said nothing. Nothing was given from it. That is called tevel. Right, tevil has has, uh, has harsh laws to it. It's hayamitabi de shamaim. If someone eats from it, right? you cannot. No one could eat this. No one could, you know, eat this fruit until the tithing is taken. Then another compound word is demai. Demai is da mai. Right? It's an Aramaic word of this is what. It's a suffix. We don't know for a fact that nothing was taken from it, right? Tevel, nothing was taken from it. Demai, it's a suffix whether matanot was given from it or not. We're not sure. It belongs to an ama'aretz, a regular person. We don't know if he took off his, if he tithed it or not. So we called it, we call it demai. Now, from here, I want to read the Mishnah, translate it. Um, we're going to have to re-understand it as well, but I want to just understand the core um, basic translation before we go on to the next part. So we're basically saying three people that ate together, they're obligated to do zimun. What is zimun? We'll see later in the third Mishnah of this Perek. I have to say, say zimun um, before it's saying Birkat Amazon. Now, who's allowed to participate in the zimun? So if a person who ate demai, right, ate something that we said that it's a safek, whether or not the portions, the gifts were given from it. Or he ate ma'aserishon shintelatun mato. Or some person ate, I'm going to translate as ma'aserishon, right? This was the 10% that was given to the Levi, that his turumah was taken from it. The Levi took off the turumat ma'aser, or the ma'aser mina ma'aser. He took off his 10% from the 10%. Okay, that's perfect. Ma'aser sheni vekdesh shenifdu. Or if a person... Uh, eight ma'aser sheni, right? Well, this was the ten percent that he needed to take, take up to Jerusalem, or he ate hekdesh, right? Hekdesh, but that was redeemed. It was redeemed properly, perfect. Ve'ashamash she'achal kazait, or shamash, right? The person who's serving, and he ate a kazait, a per- appropriate amount, or a kuti, right? Kuti, we'll see who they are. They are uh, a converts, specific type of converts. You're allowed to be mizamin on them. They ate together. The foods were appropriate. You could eat. Perfect. Aval, achal tevil. If a person eats tevil, nothing was taken from it. Hayam mita shamayim. Or a person eats ma'asirishon, shilon itla trumato. He ate ma'asirishon, and the truma wasn't taken from it. Again, seemingly, the Levi didn't take off his trumat ma'asir. There's still truma within the produce. That's no good. The person cannot, cannot eat that. Or if a person ate this is the tempest that he took up to Jerusalem, or Hekdesh, something that belonged to the Beit HaMikdash, that wasn't redeemed. It's still Maaser Shani, and he's, he's eating it in the wrong place, or he's eating Hekdesh, something that belonged to the Beit HaMikdash. Or Shamash, that ate the wrong amount, that is less than a Kazait, or a Nukhri, right, a non-Jew, and Mezamnim Alehem. You're not allowed to make Zimun on them. Now, why did I say we have to, we will re-explain this Mishnah? Rambam says over here, and I'm 
he says, Veda. And no. And he says, the Mishnah doesn't speak of the obvious. If something's obvious, the Mishnah is going to, not, going to, not going to tell you the law. Rather, something that we could have thought is Asur, the Mishnah is telling us that it's allowed. And vice versa. Right, his translation, Aval bidvarim habirurim, en maledaber, v'tzerich tamid lehakshot kushya zo. Right? Something that's obvious, there's nothing to speak about, and we always need to challenge ourselves with this question. So, everything we read till now is way too obvious. Yeah, if a person ate tevil, of course you can't do zimun with him. And if a person, in, uh, from the opposite spectrum, if a person had ma'asir yishon, that the tumah was taken from it, perfect. Everything's, everything's perfect. That's obvious. So what's this Mishnah coming to teach us? So now for the Pirush. Um, actually, before we go on to the Pirush, there are a couple of rules that Harambam lays down. I want to just mention three of them quickly, and this will help us really understand everything going forward. So firstly, rule number one, if someone, before Disha and Miruach, right, before threshing and cleaning the wheat, right, it's not in its final stage, he takes from his grain and gives the Levi before the Kohen. So he gives it out of order. He's supposed to give the Kohen first 2%, then the Levi 10%. He does Levi 10% first off the top. The Levi does not have to give from his portion to Rumagidola to the Kohen. Rather, he only has to give to Rumat Ma'asir. Right? The Levi does not have to separate what the Israel missed. Rather, he just has to separate his portion. Why? Because it was given to him before the process was finished. But, if someone, after the threshing and cleaning of the wheat, after the, the, the pile of grain was obligated in the laws of Turuman Ma'asir, he takes from his grain and gives it to the Levi before the Kohen, then Levi must give from his portion Turuman Gidullah to the Kohen. Um, and then, of course, additionally, he has to give Turumat Ma'asir. That's the first law. Second, when it comes to redeeming Ma'asir Sheni, we said you have to redeem it. Right? How do you redeem it? So it must be on a coin. The Pasuk says, V'sartah Kesef. And we learn over here, davar sheyesh aleat sura. It needs to be a coin. It needs to be a coin with a figure on it, right? Coins have a figure, has the imprint of the king, whoever it may be. That's what you have to redeem on, as opposed to, let's say, a brick of gold. You can't redeem your maaser sheni on a brick of gold. It needs to be on a coin. The third law, the third rule before we go in, the last rule, when it comes to redeeming hakdesh something that belongs to the Bet Mikdash, you're not allowed to redeem it, to pay the, redeem it, to pay the value on real estate, on land. You need to redeem it on metal telim, right? Transferable op, uh, you know, items. It can't be on property. It needs to be on something, a movable item. And now, in light of trying to explain this Mishnah as we will, not in the obvious. Let's move on to the Pirush. So, three people that eat together as one, they're obligated to Zimun. Achal Demai. Person ate Demai. Demai is grain that we're not sure if uh, the, the Ma'asrot were taken from it or not. 
or Maaser Rishon Shnitla Trumato. Maaser Rishon, that its Truma was taken from it. And how we can explain this, if, explain this? even if there is Truma Gedola in there, in an instance when the Levi received his portion early, before the Miruah, right? Before the grain was fi- finished and processed. We could have thought there's an issue with it, but as we explained, there is no issue with this, and we're allowed to do zimun with this um, person who ate the ma'aser, even though the trumagdula wasn't taken from it, because the because it was given to the levi before the disha and the miruah. Or if someone ate ma'aser sheni, or hekdesh shenifdu, how so ma'aser sheni? Even if it was redeemed by the owner, but without the extra fifth. Right? Remember we said with the owner has to add an extra fifth? Let's say the owner did it without adding the extra fifth, so it's not in its purest state of how it should have been done. Even so, we could have thought there's a reason why we can't include him in Zimun. Even so, we're allowed to include him in Zimun. There's a little issue involved, we're allowed to include him in Zimun. Or the Shamash. Right? The Shamash a person who's serving them, that ate a kazait. Right? The shamash is typically not eating with everyone. We could have thought he wouldn't be um, participating, he's serving them, but because he ate a kazait, we're allowed to include him. Similarly, the kuti. The kuti is a type of comrade, as you said, we'll see in the next pedic. All these instances are imperfect, but there's room, and there's room to say not to make zimun with them. Even so, we say everyone we make zimun with them. We can include them in the zimun. Now for the second half of the Mishnah, of who we're not allowed to make zimun with, so what are these instances? Uh, but if a person ate tevel, right? tevel is obvious now, so we say tevel, even if it's only tevel derabanan, what's tevel derabanan? Let's say it wasn't in the ground, it didn't grow from, it wasn't connected to the dirt of Eretz Yisrael, it grew in a planter, let's say. Right, that's Tevel de Rabbanan. It's not the Oraita. Even so, we're not going to be allowed, not, not going to be allowed to make Zimun with that person who ate Tevel de Rabbanan. Or Ma'aserishon, Shaloni Tela Turumato. Or Ma'aserishon, that its Turuma was not given from it. How so? After Miruach, after the wheat, the grain was finally put in its pile, it was cleaned out. Now it's obligated in Turumot Ma'asrot. If a person went ahead and gave the Levi before the Kohen, Levi must take out his Tiruma Gidullah first, that the Israel should have taken out earlier. And if he doesn't, we're not allowed to include that person in the Zimun. Or Ma'asir Sheni, Vekdesh Shaloniftu, right? Ma'asir Sheni, that wasn't reading properly, how so? On a coin that doesn't have a surah, that doesn't have an image. It was done on a brick of gold. It wasn't done on a coin. We cannot include that person. Or hekdesh that wasn't redeemed properly. How is hekdesh not redeemed properly? As we said, it was redeemed on land. It wasn't redeemed on a transferable object. We cannot include that person in zimun. Or with a nukhri. Or sorry, shamash. Shachal pachot mikazait. Shamash didn't eat the appropriate amount. He didn't eat a kazait. So he ate a little bit? No, it's not enough. Ha nukhri, also with a Non-Jew, obviously non-Jew. No, even a convert who's in the process after the Brimilah, but he still didn't do Tevilayat in the Mikveh. All these people 
en mizamenin alehem. Right? We could have thought maybe since they're partially good, there's room to be mizamen on them. Nope. We're not allowed to be mizamen with them. And in the next Mishnah, we'll see exactly what, not Mishnah Gima, we'll see exactly what Simun is. This happens to be one of the harder Mishnayot um, in Masechet Berachot. I think we covered it well. And next Mishnah, we'll speak about um, the amount that the person needs to eat to be obligated in Zimun and who is not obligated in Zimun.